You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning to you. It is a Monday. I don't know if it feels like a Monday. I don't know if it feels like 2023, but happy new year to you. We are back into our regular routine for better or for worse. (laughs) And we are sorting through, sifting through the rubble of week 17, if you will. Handful of teams eliminated, finally and completely, from postseason contention. Couple of teams who have clinched their playoff berths. And others who have put themselves in position to drive that bus into Week 18. Can you believe it? We are talking about one week and one game remaining in the NFL regular season. I can't believe it. I can't believe that we've turned the page on a new year. I can't believe that the NFL postseason is on the horizon. I know changing the calendar to January doesn't necessarily mean that all of a sudden we get a fresh page, a blank page, we get to start over. doesn't necessarily work that way. But I know that that sometimes when the year that was was a tough one, it's nice to be able to look forward and, and think, okay, This is something new. And so I appreciate all of your New Year and holiday messages and also your congrats on our 10 years. Yeah, Monday marks the start of the second decade of CBS Sports Radio. I'm working on a blog post. I have a video for you a little bit later on. Actually, my 10-year anniversary with CBS Sports Radio isn't until Tuesday. (laughs) My very first show with the network was January 3rd, 2013. And I remember thinking, this is brilliant. Brilliant by the founders of the network that we would start right as the NFL postseason is kicking off. Now, at that point, the NFL playoffs would begin with the new year. Now the schedule has shifted a little bit. But yeah, I remember thinking, thank God. We don't need to worry about what to talk about and how to keep people entertained. No, the NFL is doing that for us. And if I remember correctly, it was Niners with Colin Kaepernick as their starting quarterback against the Ravens in the Super Bowl in 2013. So following the 2012 season. And it was, again, I think I'm remembering this correctly. It was a long time ago. It was in New Orleans at the Superdome And the lights went out in the third quarter. And there was a big delay. And so the game almost didn't finish by the time I went on the air on that Sunday night. But yeah, for 10 years, we've had the privilege of doing the official CBS Sports Radio Super Bowl postgame show. And we will have that honor again to start the second decade, year 11. 
So thank you for all of your messages on Twitter, A Law Radio, on our Facebook page too. We've got our Monday mortification poll up. That's new in the 2022 NFL season. It's one of our most popular features every week because misery loves company. And the Ravens are in our poll. Now, we went back and forth on a few different options. I didn't feel great about using two teams from the same division, though that was certainly an option. You can check out that poll and let us know who you think wakes up on this Monday morning feeling the most miserable, morose, morbid, moody, melancholy, just downright mad about the way things have played out. So again, on Twitter or Facebook, and again, thank you for all of your New Year and holiday messages. I got a lot of people asking me what I did on New Year's Eve. I watched football. What did you do on New Year's Eve? (laughs) The Ohio State missed field goal was taking place at the exact same point that the ball was dropping in Times Square in New York City. And here's my thought. Football is greater than the Times Square ball on New Year's Eve. But yeah, I was in my sweatpants. The dog was snoring. We were enjoying just being home in the comfy chair. I know. It makes me sound old. I do not care. I hope that you enjoyed your New Year's Eve, whether it was football or with some other ball. The Ravens and the Steelers. Classic. Ravens-Steelers week. This game taking place in Baltimore on Sunday night. And still no Lamar Jackson. And obviously that's a major challenge because the Ravens offense is built around Lamar Jackson. We knew they were uh, they were going into this season with an inexperienced receiving core. So they're trying to, a little bit like the Green Bay Packers, though they do have a couple more veterans on their receiving roster, but trying to bring guys up and grow them and train them and mold them and and turn them into pros, even as they're playing in games that matter. And so we've seen different guys step up for the Ravens, but without Lamar Jackson, the road is a lot tougher. Now, the defense has been amazing. Did you know the Ravens' defense had not allowed a touchdown at home since before Halloween? And so we knew it would be tough sledding. And then you think knockdown drag out against the Pittsburgh Steelers. One of the things that the Steelers have done this season, it's a theme. They obviously want to change moving forward, and maybe it will as Kenny Pickett gets more snaps under his belt. They've left points out there on the field, right? So they've had opportunities. They don't always capitalize, and that was happening on Sunday Night Football as well. Getting up close and personal with the goal line, but not getting across the goal line. But something that they did do very well, in addition to, to move the ball and get the field goals, they ran the ball. They stole the play out of the Ravens' playbook. They were able to stop the run and keep the Ravens from ramming it down their throats. They loaded up the box, but they rushed for nearly 200 yards. For the first time all season, the Ravens give up a 100-yard rusher, Najee Harris, who has had a fantastic second half of the year, I know, because he was one of my top scorers on my championship fantasy football team. I know you don't care. I just, I wanted to point that out. That's how I know for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Alexander Ovechkin, for being excited for me. All right, so Steelers are trailing late in this game in Baltimore. The Ravens defense does not give up touchdowns. 
It's Kenny Pickett. It's a rookie. Uh, when, at what point do we no longer think of him as a rookie? He delivers right off the top. And so that rookie quarterback that has so much pressure on his shoulders trying to help the Steelers stay alive in this playoff race, he steps up and fires one and flips the field right away. Steelers send a tight end to the far sideline. Is this, go with that extra wide out. Is this not reminiscent of a, a week ago, Billy? I hope it ends up the same way. Me too. First and 10, Pickett at his own 30, shotgun snap, five-man rush, peels back out of the left, throws it on the run, and Fryermuth with a diving catch at midfield, a 20-yard gain. Pat Fryermuth coming back in front of Brandon Stevens. Okay, hold on. Did you hear the mooth cheers in the background? This game was in Baltimore, and there were a lot of terrible towels there. A lot of Steelers fans. It's obviously not a, a far drive to get from Pittsburgh to Baltimore. However, I wouldn't have expected them to be making that much noise. And yet, and you can hear them. The diving catch at midfield, a 20-yard gain. <laughs> Pat Fryer. Bill Hillgrove on Steelers Radio. And so there's the 20-yarder to Pat Fryermuth. And then, right after that, Steven Sims takes a short pass from Pickett, and he rumbles 30 yards. And so with these two big pass plays for the rookie QB, they flip the field on this final possession. Still, though, to settle for another field goal, it wouldn't get the job done. They needed to punch it in. Get in the gun. Empties the set, third eight at the 10, gets the snap. He looks, chased out of the pocket, steps out of a tackle, throws it for the goal line, touchdown Najee Harris! Najee from 10 yards out, and Pickett did a Houdini to make that play possible. And the Steelers jump ahead of Baltimore. Not only did Najee Harris go over 100 yards rushing, he hauls in the winning touchdown catch or the go-ahead touchdown catch with 56 seconds remaining. This was one of those drives that gives the team confidence, but also that your rookie QB looks back on. That the team looks back on and knows, hey, this guy has got the goods. He's got what it takes. And, well, we know the defense has got what it takes. The ball at the 38. 20 seconds to go. Second and 10 for Baltimore. Huntley, empty set. Four-man rush. He dances out of there. He runs to his right. Throws it down the field. Intercepted! Mika Fitzpatrick, number six on the year. And the Steelers seal the deal in Baltimore. Man, really proud of those, those guys in that locker room. Um, another challenging week, um, hostile environment, primetime television on the road. You know, those guys didn't blink. We obviously fell short of perfection, man, in a lot of areas, the penalties and things. Uh, but it's an emotional game. It's an emotional environment. Um, I thought we really kind of got a hold of ourselves at the half. It's the same every time. I mean, it's just everyone's got to do their job, and, you know, i got to find a way to get the guys the ball and, and get in the end zone. So, you know, it's, it's a team effort, group effort. You know, Stevie really did a huge job bending in there on that seam. Uh, biggest play of the drive besides the touchdown. Um, so, you know, you never know when your number's going to be called, and Stevie stepped up tonight, huge force. Just like last game with the Raiders, it's, like, it's just discipline. It comes out discipline. Everybody execute their plans, you know, catch the ball, get vertical, and, uh, you know, obviously there's nothing they can do that will stop us. It's just stuff that we got to do to execute, and that's what we did today and last week. So Najee Harris and Kenny Pickett and Mike Tomlin, and it's been a grind at times for the Steelers. Part of that is having a rookie quarterback, Part of that is just playing in a division like the AFC North 
where the teams all know each other so well. Of course, there's always the extracurricular activity. But it was really impressive the way that the Steelers were able to run the ball against the Ravens and dominate time of possession nearly 10 more minutes with the football. John Harbaugh says, yeah, actually, they took a page out of our books. Now, the Ravens are already in the playoffs, of course. They have put the the Bengals firmly in the driver's seat when it comes to the division title. But you can't throw out baby with the bathwater, right? You can't be depressed over what's happened here, except they desperately need Lamar. So that's the hard part. Is the defense playing really well? Uh, Yes. Are they still in games because of the defense? Sure. But they need Lamar to be healthy or it's going to be a short run. I don't think it's difficult because, I mean, we still got everything in front of us. Like, depending on how tomorrow go, you know what I'm saying, we still got a chance to play for the AFC North. And then we're still in the playoffs at the end of the day, you know. So we still got all our goals in front of us. I mean, we're still getting in the playoffs and got a chance to go get a bowl. So we just got to take it one game at a time. We had the best chance if we won both games. Uh, fell short today, so uh, we're in the playoffs. And we're just going from there. We got one more game of the regular season and get ready for the playoffs. The safety Chuck Clark had 10 tackles on Sunday night, and then Tyler Huntley had a touchdown and an interception. Again, Ravens were already in, but it's really difficult for them uh, to to get anything going offensively when they don't have Lamar Jackson. Puts a lot of pressure on the defense. As for the Pittsburgh Steelers, they need help, but what a win for them on the road in Baltimore. So here's how it plays out in the AFC. You've got three teams that are still alive for the final wild card. The Patriots, the Dolphins, the Steelers, they're all 8-8. Eight and eight. When it comes to the AFC South, yeah, it's Jaguars and Titans, but the Jaguars and Titans will compete for the South Division crown in Week 18. Funny how that works out. Do you think the NFL flexes that game into Sunday Night Football? <laughs> Oh my gosh, as bad as the Titans have been lately, they've dropped six in a row. Even though the Jaguars are fun and they've got some young star power and Trevor Lawrence, blah, blah, blah. I just, I I can't even imagine that the NFL wants that game in prime time. Anyway, controlling their own destiny, because you know that's the phrase. The Patriots, with their victory over the Dolphins on Sunday, they just need a win in Buffalo. In week 18, and they will have the other AFC wild card. I covered it. Bill Belichick was, I mean, I think he was smiling, actually, after they had beaten the Dolphins. He was congratulating players. He was shaking the hands of referees. I'm going to assume that he was saying, Happy New Year. Oh, by the way, funny. I don't know if you guys were watching the game, but Sarah Thomas was working this game, the the female down judge and on the Patriots radio network, Scott Zolak called her Sarah Evans, <laughs> country music singer. Not correct. What, what's her name? Sarah Evans. <laughs> nope. Not that. <laughs> anyway, I just thought it was funny. So Sarah Thomas, she was there and uh, Belichick was saying happy new year to her and to the, the head referee and everything else. He was in a really good mood actually, because the Patriots are in the driver's seat. Really proud of the team, uh, staff, the team, you know, obviously we had a, you know, couple of uh, tough weeks, but, you know, I thought those guys really competed well all week in terms of preparation and um, 
studying. Um, obviously had some moving parts um, that we were dealing with. New guys coming on the team. Not sure about the availability. Some other players, some played, some didn't. Uh, but just, you know, the overall um, resiliency and determination that that the team, uh, you know, as a group and the staff showed, I thought was really, really good this week. And uh, so battled all the way through it. It was a, a great day here, just fighting through a lot of different things on offense. I didn't play as good as I want to in the middle of the game, and I thought our guys just kept fighting, and we made some big plays and some big moments, and that's what the NFL is all about. So now here they go, into Buffalo in Week 18. And there are veterans on this team that certainly remember what it was like when the Pats were the cream of the crop in the AFC. And Matthew Judon, one of the great defenders in the conference, and I would expect him to set a tone as well as some of the other Patriots. Hey, we're not going to be afraid. We're not going to be intimidated. It's still Buffalo. We know Buffalo. We won there before, so uh, we can do it. It's a good team. Uh, we, we know them inside and out, and they know us inside and out. We just got to come and be focused and execute. So week 18 for the Patriots, they are in charge. We'll see whether or not they can lock up an AFC wild card. The Bills already have the division title. Now, the AFC has two other teams that are alive. And I kind of like this, actually. There are teams that are lurking in both the AFC and the NFC. The Dolphins can take advantage if the Patriots stumble in Buffalo. And so can the Steelers. Steelers are also still alive as we talked about. And then the AFC South has yet to be clinched. That goes down to a week 18 head-to-head. In the NFC, it's kind of similar. You've got one team with a win, and they're in scenario. And then two others who will sit back and wait and hope that if they take care of their business, the dominoes may drop their way. So we'll get to that coming up. Week 17. Ooh, and tonight... Bengals and Bills. Right now, that is NFL royalty. It's weird to say, right? It's true, though. Both those teams with Super Bowl aspirations to wrap up Week 17. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. If you're still not back into your regular routine, well, we'll be waiting for you when you are. On Twitter, A-Law Radio. On our Facebook page, take our Monday mortification poll because there's plenty of moody, mad, miserable teams and fan bases when you get to this point in the season and the E shows up next to your team's name in the standings. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Here's the snap. Rush on. Rodgers buying time. Looking. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Lost out of the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Robert Tanyan. Right side of the end zone. It's 23-3. They beat Josh Metellus. Rodgers under center. And he takes, gives to Dylan to the left side of the line, fighting, motoring for the goal line, the end zone for the touchdown. In motion, Davis to the left side, straight eye formation behind Rodgers under center. He takes, fakes the handoff, bootlegs right, looks the end zone, pumps once, now takes the end zone to the end zone, Rodgers for the touchdown. It's not like it just takes one sometimes. Yeah, strange, but when we were sitting at three and six, and we looked at the next three, at the time, Tennessee was playing really well. Obviously, Cowboys playing well in Philly was number one league. And I just felt like if we get one of those, we can win the last five. And nine and eight was going to get in. Um, I don't didn't really go around saying that because you don't really want to say, hey, we just get one of these next three, you know. We can maybe make the playoffs. But in my head, that's what I was thinking. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Aaron Rodgers was pointing to faith in his post-game press conference as the Packers bludgeon the Vikings. So two things. Number one, the Packers have, in fact, put themselves in position to finish 9-8 and eight and grab the last remaining wild card in the NFC. They are the team, like the Patriots, who control their own path. Win in Week 18 and you are in. It is that simple. No tie breaks required. The call is there with Wayne Larravee on the Packers radio network. They got touchdowns from their defense, their special teams, and then their offense. So the Packers have won four in a row, and Rodgers pointed to faith. Faith that the hard work was going to, at some point, produce results. And now look where they are. If they beat the Lions in week 18, they're in. Now, just before the break, I was asking the rhetorical question because I hadn't looked at the schedule of whether or not the NFL would put Tennessee and Jacksonville in primetime on Sunday. No, but they are in primetime on Saturday night. (laughs) So the game taking place in Jacksonville is primetime on Saturday night. So there's a doubleheader on Saturday. And the second half is the Titans and the Jags with the AFC South crown and a playoff spot on the line. The rest of the matchups, the ones that are listed for Sunday, don't have times. So at some point on Monday, I expect the NFL would reveal that. And I am wondering if we're finally going to see the Lions get flexed. And that's because they would be taking on the Packers at Lambeau 
and Green Bay is a win and you're in scenario. And here's the thing. The NFL doesn't want any of these games to be unnecessary or want the NFL doesn't want any of these games to be with nothing on the table, right? So because Green Bay is in a situation where they control their own path, if they play early, the other NFC teams would the, and and they win would then be eliminated. And so that would kind of make their games a moot point. So I'm wondering if they go Packers-Lions at Lambeau on Sunday night. We'll see if that's the last game on the regular season schedule. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Keyshawn Nixon, 105-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. First time in over a decade the Packers have returned a kickoff for a score. Meanwhile, for the Vikings... This is just bad optics. I mean, it's bad all around, which is why they're in our Monday mortification poll. I heard Tony Romo on the CBS broadcast indicate, hey, it's not as though this never happens. Plenty of teams get blown out. You generally do have a stinker or two on your schedule. Even the best of the best do. But the fact that it's this late in the season against a division rival when you're supposed to be tuning up for the playoffs, that's a problem. So the Vikings have more yards, but they end up with four turnovers. Kirk Cousins, he was harassed and he was a mess. You can't come up here and turn the ball over, directly lead to points, give up a 100-yard kick return. And, and uh, even when we did get some defensive stops and or that block punt early on, we weren't able to do enough with those opportunities. Yeah, with the turnovers alone, they gave up 21 points. And so Kevin O'Connell kind of points to that. It's fairly simple. We're not talking about rocket science here. But, ooh, this one felt a lot like that game against the Cowboys a few weeks ago when, I can't remember if it was CBS or Fox, cut away from the broadcast. That's how bad it was. (laughs) And so the Vikings have suffered a couple of these, though they are still the division champions of the NFC North. Now, if the Lions are able to take out the Packers next week, Well, then you've got the Seahawks, who are poised and ready. Seahawks manhandle the Jets on Sunday. And so here they are, after ending a three-game losing skid, they're back to 500. We had a good football day. We had a really good football day. Um, Across the board, everybody played like we were hoping. Um, We were able to play like the the complimentary football where we we, we made the turnovers. Uh, We had field position when we could have done better in the red zone, but we did a lot of really positive things all day long. Offense did not turn the football over. Plus three for the day is huge, huge day for us in, in that regard. So you had multiple teams set themselves up in a good position. You also had two teams who took care of their business on Sunday, and they have, in fact, locked up the playoffs. Giants are back in for the first time since 2016, and the Monday boat escapade. There's no way that happens again. (laughs) Also, the Buccaneers. It wasn't pretty. In fact, it's been downright ugly for the offense at times, and yet they have won the NFC South. So we'll get to the reaction there, plus the Raiders. They send Derek Carr home. They intend to part ways with him. Jarrett Stidham starts instead. And against the Niners, they push into OT. Man, there's a lot going on. I think we're going to have to save college football for our Monday night, which is okay because a week from Monday night is the national championship. 
So we have some time. You can find us on Twitter, After Hours CBS, or on our Facebook page. Happy New Year to you. It may be a new year. What's happening over there? What are you playing on your phone, Greg Caserta? Right before you're about to start an update, you're playing a game on your phone over there? No, I opened Twitter. YouTube videos? I opened Twitter, and there was one of those ads that popped up. Mm. So your phone is not on mute? No, it's always on silent, but <laughs> I had the I had it on loud for my alarm this morning, so that's what you heard. Hmm. <laughs> well, just feel free to come on in and disrupt the show. I'm sorry. It's no big deal. We roll with the punches here, whether it's 22 or 23. Uh, but yes, here we are, starting in 2023, and the NFL still drives the bus. That's not going to change either. We are, oh, also, plenty of fan bases are going to be mortified. Like, the Eagles fans were booing their team. Their, I get that the Eagles lost at home on Sunday, but they had a chance to get a franchise record 14th win, and the fans are roundly booing the Eagles. Come on, Philly, come on. Kind of like that. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Is it Mike Evans time, Dave, from the Carolina 30? First down, 10, Brady. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Takes the snap and looks toward his way. Throws toward Evans, toward the end zone. Evans, Andre Bay makes the catch. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Evans has three. Fire the cannons. Fire them. Evans with a remarkable catch. Tom was just dropping dimes. Like, those are some really, really good balls. Like, one of the best I've seen Tom. This is one of the best games I've seen Tom play. 
This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. It helps when your offensive line gives you a little time to allow your receiver, your top receiver, to get downfield. Mike Evans said to multiple reporters after the game when he was doing one-on-ones with the likes of Josina Anderson, Jeff Darlington, that Tom repeatedly told him over the course of this game he was going to keep coming to him and keep coming to him and keep coming to him. And when the O-line gives Tom Brady a little time, and he doesn't have to get rid of the ball in 1.7 seconds, well, then you allow Mike Evans to get past his defender and down the field and deep, and he did that. More than 200 yards receiving on 10 catches, three touchdowns. You hear the third one with Gene Deckerhoff on the Bucks radio network. Certainly did help that the Bucks defense was able to get to Sam Darnold for three turnovers, so he had three touchdowns, but he also had three turnovers. And even though it's been ugly and a struggle most of the time this year, even though they spent the majority of this season below 500, the Bucks are now NFC South division champions, and they will host a playoff game in two weeks. Nice to qualify. Still got one tough game to go. We try to finish strong, and uh, we know that we got a few extra, at least one extra bonus game, and we'll try to you know, prepare as hard as we can this week and see how things go. We won the division. doesn't matter how you win the division. My heart ain't got much left in it, but <laughs> I, I feel great. We're at one spot we need to be. We can't get to where we want to be unless we win the division. We won the division. Get the sense that for Todd Bowles, for the Buccaneers, a lot will look different in 23. And that's months down the road. But there's already rumblings about where Tom Brady's going to play next year. There's rumblings about just the team in general feeling like they had the group together for one last run. They've got major questions to address. Number one being the offensive line and maybe number two being the quarterback. Or maybe if the quarterback isn't Tom Brady, it becomes question number one. But for now, they've managed to win the NFC South for a second straight year. Do you know it's the first time in their franchise history they've ever won back-to-back division titles and they'll be in the playoffs for all three years with Brady. As for the Carolina Panthers, Steve Wilkes' job status certainly up in the air. They hung on and hung on, and they made it competitive, and he wants them to finish strong, even though they are now eliminated from postseason contention. We didn't do what we wanted to do. Right? Uh, they made more plays than what we did today. Uh, so we got to give those guys all the credit. Uh, we didn't play according to our DNA, which is physical and effort, which I thought for the most part you saw, you saw that. Uh, we didn't play smart, not at all. Uh, but the one thing I stated to those guys, the last element, that's what we're going to do this week. We're going to finish. That's what men do. Uh, that's what good football teams do regardless of the uh, record, regardless of the circumstances. Uh, we're going to come in tomorrow, put this game to bed, uh, and have a great week of practice. Uh, with that leading to game day execution. We're going to finish next week, and and that's our mindset. I like that from Steve Wilkes. That's what men do. And I've heard some of the Panthers say he brings respect. He brings credibility. He played in the league. He's been a coach in the league. But he treats them like men, and he expects them to be professional. He expects them to be disciplined and take care of their business. And that goes for week 18, even though they are eliminated. I don't know if David Tepper will keep him as the head coach. It's clear that this Panthers locker room has played hard for him, though, even though they were set up to fail. 
And what about Sam Darnold? He's not under contract for next year. Baker Mayfield's already gone. They've got, well, Mackerel won't be a rookie, but he's got no playing time under his belt. Once he gets healthy, what do they do at QB? But, oh, we've tried to answer that question before for the Panthers. Bucks are in the rest of the NFC South playing out the string. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. The other team that played maybe one of the best games of the season was the Giants. The Giants knew that if they won against the Colts on Sunday, they were in. So congratulations to Brian Dayball, first-year head coach, as the Giants get back to the playoffs for the first time since 2016. I mean, I wouldn't say he was as giddy as Bill Belichick, haha, but still a man of few words. Good team win. Um, uh huh. Yeah. So we're. Yeah. Means we're in the playoffs, right? Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> so feels good. All right. <laughs> it feels good. I'm never really happy. It feels great. Uh, Daniel Jones got so much love from the crowd. My, what a difference a year can make. And the report came out late last week that the Giants do intend to keep Daniel Jones. Now, whether they give him the free agent, not free agent contract, whether they give him a contract extension, whether they sign him to what the is the going rate for QBs now, roughly $40 million, that remains to be seen. There is a lot of talk that they'll put the franchise tag on him. They'll pay the big salary in 23 to give them one more year of development with Daniel to figure out for sure that this is the guy that they want to pay. But the reports are yes on Daniel Jones and yes on Saquon Barkley. They have earned more time. And Brian Dayball has certainly made a huge difference. Now, it helps when your guys are healthy. It certainly helps when you can run the ball for 200 yards. All of that is critical. But this has been a turnaround for the Giants from the start. I think it kind of started week one when we scored a touchdown and he can go for it too. Uh, I think it starts there. It shows the trust that he has in us, um, the belief that he has in us. And, you know, when you when a guy like that and when it's your head coach showing that as a player, you don't want to go out there and let him down. Giants make it three teams from the NFC beast to get into the playoffs. So Giants and Buccaneers were the latest to clinch in the NFC. And as I say, we've got a couple of win and get in scenarios for week 18. Actually, three of them. If you count the Patriots in Buffalo, the Packers hosting the Lions, and then, of course, the winner of the NFC or the AFC South, excuse me, it's Jaguars and it's Titans for the South Division title. So those are your cut and dried scenarios. There are others that get a little more complicated in week 18, but you know that the show is busy enough. I don't have time to read you all the tie breaks. They're out there, I promise. Uh, just really quickly, we're not doing eulogies yet because the season isn't over, but since that initial victory for the Colts, under Jeff Saturday, they've now lost six in a row. They had to go back to Sam Ellinger on Sunday because Nick Foles got hurt and he's writhing in pain while Kayvon Thibodeau is making snow angels. There was no snow. That whole scene was completely bizarre. Uh, Jay was at MetLife Stadium. What was the crowd doing while he was doing snow angels next to a, a Nick Foles who was lying there writhing in pain? Yeah, it was a little weird. So I was there with my dad, and at the time, we are kind of like, Kayvon, get up. The guy's like writhing and paid on the field. And not only was did he do the celebration longer than I thought he should have anyway, even if Foles wasn't hurt, the fact that he was laying there injured and Kayvon was, I don't know, how many snow angels did he make? Like 20? So mm -hmm. I thought that was, I, I didn't think that was great. 
Definitely the Colts noticed because they had some pretty sharp words for him afterwards. A little along the lines of what goes around comes around. Uh, so Kayvon is a rookie. I know it was a big deal. You're heady about the playoffs. But yeah, that was a bad look. And it's been tough sledding since they made the change and Frank Reich was fired. Uh, I don't know about Jeff Saturday moving forward. But once again, they have a quarterback question to answer. We still have optimism. I mean, we have one game left um, and we got a chance to you know, put together a good offensive performance. Um, it's really hard with everything that's happened this year. Obviously, this is not how we had it had it scripted. And um, yeah, I think, you know, you always have to remain optimistic that things are going to turn around and that's not going to change. So Sam Ellinger, the second year QB, got a taste of starting this year. Um, the, the whole mess with Matt Ryan, that's likely a, a quick end to the experiment. There are going to be quarterbacks available like Derek Carr uh, if it if the Raiders follow through now. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, as much as this was a tumultuous week for the Raiders and Josh McDaniels and, and making this decision to move on from Derek Carr and actually separating him from the team, which I don't love. But the Raiders did play hard. Jarrett Sidham got his first career start. Devontae Adams was absolutely amazing. And even though they lost in overtime, they were able to put together some real quality drives, and there was a spark on offense. And yet, again, with Devontae Adams, um, this guy is he's can make any quarterback, any stiff, look like a better quarterback because of what he can do with the football, but also before he ever gets the football. There was one uh, touchdown that he had where he was toe-tapping on the sideline, another catch that he had, um, and actually we can let you hear it, but another catch that he had in which he wrestles it away from the DB so that it's not an interception, and then he manages to keep it uh, and possess the football to the ground. Shotgun snap. He's got time. Fires down the near sideline. Devontae Adams makes an adjustment and holds it in at the 20. Unbelievable grab by Devontae. He got around Lenore and somehow brought it in on his right shoulder while he was falling to the turf. Oh, yeah, that's Devontae all in a day's work. Jason Horowitz on Raiders radio. It leads to a Josh Jacobs touchdown that ties the game late in the fourth quarter. Now, the Niners were in position for a game-winning field goal. Robbie Gould misses it at the end of regulation. But when Stidham throws an interception on the first possession of overtime, well, it's an easy, even chippier shot. (laughs) It's a chip shot for Gould. And my mom sends me a text I'm so glad Robbie Gould, she actually spelled it right. I'm so glad Robbie Gould had some redemption. What? Who are you? And what did you do with my mother? <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> I said, Mom, I'm really impressed that you know his name. She goes, I also know the rookie quarterback, Brock Purdy, and spelled his name right, too. It's like, okay, Taking Mom. On the Niners? Apparently, you need to go back to the classroom. You need to, you're need. you spending too much time watching football. You need to get back in class. <laughs> Go back to teaching math, Mom. Anyway, for the Niners, they end up winning in overtime because, yes, there was redemption for Robbie Gould. That's now nine straight for the Niners and four in a row with Brock Purdy as their quarterback. Try to stay as poised as possible. Those games are so fun. You know, that's kind of the games you, you know, you dream about um, as a kid. Those ones where, you know, it's so back and forth and you have to fight and claw your way back and good for us to have that game. So, um, you know, every, every win is a team win and, 
you know, we'll just keep growing and building off of off of the mistakes and um, capitalizing on the things that we did well. The Niners have now won nine in a row, and because of that, they are still alive for the top seed in the NFC because the Eagles have dropped back-to-back games, so they've not been able to sew that up. So, yeah, you actually have Eagles, Cowboys, and Niners all in position potentially to win the top seed and the bye in the NFC. By the way, Christian McCaffrey, another 200 yards from scrimmage. He was phenomenal again. And while we're talking about uh, running backs who were killing it on Sunday, Austin Eckler, 122 yards rushing and two touchdowns, but also hauls in his 100th catch of the season. And only a handful of running backs have ever had seasons in which they've also Uh, caught 100 balls. And so with the Chargers warming up against the Rams, uh, you've got two teams there in the AFC West. Chiefs win, I think it was their 15th straight against the Denver Broncos. Uh, We'd have a chance to talk about that game much. Um, But yeah, you've got two teams now with double-figure wins in the AFC West. Didn't turn out the way the Raiders wanted it, obviously. They've got some changes coming in the offseason. If you missed my conversation with Hondo Carpenter from Las Vegas, he joined us earlier in the show. Check that out on the podcast, After Hours, AmyLawrence.com. I know we didn't get to college football. We will on this Monday night, plus Bills and Bengals to wrap Week 17. Have a great Monday. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.